Welcome to another episode of InPod, your home for all things inflow. I'm Nick Sweeney and I'm your host. This week, I wanted to talk about an extremely important part of a PDM implementation, and that is selecting your PDM administrator. So I brought in a member of our inflow team to help me walk you through exactly that process and the things that we think are important to look for. So without any further ado, let's jump into that discussion. So joining me this week is Justin Webster, the vice president of inflow, and he's joining me to talk about being the administrator of Solberts PDM. And I figured who better to bring in than one of the early employees of inflow, one of the guys that he's been doing this for a really long time. So Justin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Nick. Uh, uh, happy to be here. So, Justin, I will start off with the first question that all of my guests get. What was your first version of SolidWorks? Um, so, for me, my first version was probably 2004. Okay. Um, although, for me, I'm not really a, uh, I've never really been a SolidWorks designer. Um, as an engineer, I started off with other 3D CAD tools and um, and joined Inflow as a uh, as part of their smart team group uh, back in 2004. So you've always been more of the data management, more more of the inflow guy where that's what you do. That's right. That's right. I started off um, as an applications engineer, um, helping to grow the product and helping uh, provide customers with smart team based uh, solutions. And then uh, um, the team grew and um, and my role changed over time. So yeah, as Rod and I talked about on that History of Inflow podcast, we started off as smart team and then we got to PDM and that was mid 2000s. Uh, and we've kind of grown and evolved into kind of where we are now with managing 3D experience and PDM and Anovia and the whole suite of products that we work with. Right. So just question for you, and we didn't go over this in the show notes, but how many administrators do you think you've helped train or helped set up throughout the years of being with Inflow? Wow, good question. I mean, um, I don't know if I have a good answer for that, but probably a hundred, I would, I would guess, over time. Oh, it's be and in that. some classes, we would do, you know, many administrators in one class, and so, um, and in some cases, we would be one-on-one. So we've done all kinds of different types of training over the years as well for administrators. So you've definitely seen a lot of different profiles of administrators. You've seen. The administrators that that is their life and they're the prototypical PDM administrator that we see, the exact that perfect copy that we want, uh, that mm-hmm. we recommend for our customers. And you've I'm sure you've also seen some administrators that were not that way. Um, yeah, I mean, over over time we've seen a lot of different types of um individuals who who would um consider themselves the administrator. In some cases, it's not really a good or a bad, um, but more of of how focused somebody is on on the role as well as you know what's needed from them as an individual um as you know and i've trained a lot and been around a lot of administrators myself but then also the team um you know we have a large team and uh and we're constantly getting feedback from them as to um uh, you know what makes a good and bad administrator um and so uh you know i'll try to touch on that today as well yeah. And in fact, why don't we kind of jump into that right now and kind of those perfect traits that we see in the administrators or if we're if we're let, let's say we've got a customer that comes up to us and goes, OK, so we've decided we want to have our own internal administrator and we want to know what kind of things should we look for in an administrator? Uh, 
I, I know as we were kind of preparing for the show, one of the first things that you mentioned is have a passion for this and kind of having that administrator background. Do you think that's probably the most important trait as far as finding an administrator for PDM dose? Um, that's really key is to find somebody who is interested in it. And oftentimes our, our administrators for, for PDM are, um, it's like a part-time job to them in a way because um, their primary job is typically an engineer or somebody really important in the department. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find somebody who is passionate about helping their coworkers, also really understands the process and wants to improve process. And that's tough to um, that's tough to teach somebody. It's something that almost um, you know people have to have that inherent. Um, um, I guess they have to be a bit of a junkie for uh, mm-hmm. process and process improvement, and um, and then you can train them on the rest. So we want that. It's nice to have that person that's always looking for ways to improve, always trying to figure out, okay, this is how the process is today, but we've got a bottleneck somewhere or right. that person that they know their process inside out. So they're, they're not the person that says, uh, let me go ask someone. And it, and it's just more questions than it is answers. Instead, we want that person that they know the process and they're the ones that want to make that better. Those are kind of the perfect people. Right. And, and, Sometimes we'll find that person already at the company doing things around SolidWorks and trying to do mm. process improvement around SolidWorks and writing macros and things like that, organizing the network drives. Um, so it's those kind of uh, folks that we look to. Uh, and oftentimes um, their management has already selected that person before we even walk in the door. Um, but if we do get that question that, you know, who should we select or who should we look for? Those are the kind of people we look for as people with that passion for uh, for for process improvement and which naturally uh, fits well with PDM. And you said a lot of our people, it's it's kind of like a part time job to them, like very rarely, I guess not very rarely, but I don't work with a ton of customers where you bring on a full time administrator and it's 40 hours a week that they're doing their PDM administrator. There are a lot of different things that the administrators do, but. I think it definitely varies a lot depending on your company and what you're doing as far as how much time are you going to involve week to week? Yeah, it's going to vary week to week. Like one week, you might not spend any time doing it. The other week, it might be your full-time job. So I think it's going to vary a lot based off of what those administrators do. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, um, and it depends a lot on what a company is looking to do with PDM long-term. It depends on the time of year, um, really drives how much time we need from from that designated administrator. Um, But yeah, in in most cases, and this is 80, 90% of the cases, the administrators are not full-time. They're part-time and they're doing things like um, tweaking processes, adding new users, changing permissions. they're they're participating generally more. Um, we need them more generally during the upgrade season mm-hmm. because they're helping to test, uh, helping to train the new users that come in uh, to the new version. Um, in the in larger companies that have more of a global footprint um, or maybe more in growth mode, we'll see an administrator be more full time in those areas um, because they're constantly adding new sites to the system or training new people or um, or participating in very complex uh, upgrade processes. Um, so depending on 
the scope of the company or the scope of PDM and the usage of that company, um, that will typically drive how much time we need from somebody and how much dedication. Yeah, and I, and I think for those PDM administrators, I mean, obviously we train them and we get them up to the training. And I guess also subtle plug for the podcast, if you've not listened to the training discussion I had with Ryan Daly a couple of weeks back, I highly recommend it. We talk about all these different kinds of trainings and what we see and I guess the different ways people learn PDM. But as we're training these PDM admins, they are typically CAD focused or that's what we see a lot of and they understand that process flow. Um, but one of the big things that you were saying is that these administrators, they also don't answer a lot of questions. So yeah, on the upgrades and we're, when we're getting new sites and when a new hire comes on, they're going to be heavily involved in that stuff. But they're also the person that people are going to say, hey, I don't know what's going on with this or, hey, I can't find my file. Can you help me find it in, in PDM? Or they're going to be those people that are kind of fielding those questions and, and training those users. And, you know, it, it's not... It's also not the same as training a software user. That was something else that you told me. With SolidWorks, you can hand someone a book and yeah, they can figure it out. I mean, they might have some stumbling blocks, but they'll figure out how to use SolidWorks eventually. Uh, you can just kind of train yourself. PDM though, it's so custom that, like, as you said, there's no book for learning PDM. I mean, there is a book, there's a training manual, but there's no book for, here's how to use your PDM system because it's just so custom. Right. And and in nearly every case where we've implemented PDM for a customer, um, it's something that's special. And so it's your process. Um, it's your users. It's your structure. It's uh, so when a new user starts, even if they do have PDM background, when they come to a new company, it's quite likely they're going to see a whole new process. And so that's one mm -hmm. of the things we'll work on with the new administrators is how to train your users. Um, so oftentimes we'll set them up with uh, training material that's custom for them. Um, and also why typically when we do admin training during a project, we'll oftentimes um, do more one-on-one. -on -one. So instead of putting an administrator in a generic class, we'll sit with them one-on-one. -on -one. So we make sure that um, they're learning what they need to know to administer their system, not just a generic system. Um, uh, all that being said, it's still something they're going to learn over time. And um, and so what we typically recommend is those admins, not only are they making those day-to-day -day changes to their system, but they're also that conduit for questions so that all users in the company, if they have questions, instead of calling support like we would see from a SOLIDWORKS user, um, those PDM users, we like them to, to push those questions through their admin. Um, and then we tend to deal and support with the admins directly. Yeah, having that central con that central point of contact because then it's it's easy for tech support. You know, I came from the tech support world. That's where I started in SolidWorks, and it was always nice. Instead of when you look up the customer, when you look up who our contacts are, instead it's okay. Here's our administrator. We go to that person. Instead of well, we've got fifty people, and they've all called this week. I don't know which case I'm working on anymore because you know. On Ted Sport, it gets overwhelming sometimes. But having that central point of contact, that one person, you know, maybe some problems are related to each other. So suddenly that person might be able to go, ah, now I understand that these two things are related. And if I solve one, it'll solve the other. So yeah. having that central that central person, having that main point of contact. And you said that as we as we're working with these customers, we're working with them one-on-one -on -one a lot. 
and I think one of those big things is we have to help our customers have a plan. It, it's it's always good to have a plan no matter what you're doing. I guess one of my favorite quotes is if if you're not if you don't have a plan, then you're planning for failure. So mm-hmm. having that plan in place and I, I think that's one of the big things that we do as as trusted advisors. That's that's one of the big things that we try to do with our customers is help them get set up for success and helping them set up that plan. Right. And, um, you know, the on the especially as we get to um, things like um, annual upgrades and obviously the administrators play a big part in that. Um, everything from basic testing um, to um, to something like an like an upgrade. And really, this doesn't matter if your company is very small or very big. You should have some kind of um, plan for how you're going to roll out um, changes to your system. Uh, upgrades to your system. And um, it starts with just the very basics of uh, building checklists. And and it, the, the good administrators are the ones who do that and, and who bring to us, here's the things I'm thinking about. Here's my checklist from my last upgrade. Um, that, that um, you know, it, it obviously connects with us the best because that's how mm-hmm. we work as well. And um, and we're, it's a lot easier for us to give recommendations if we're working with something that you've already prepared. Those checklists are a goldmine. Uh, working on these upgrade calls, I, I do probably at least one a day, if not two, three, or four, depending on the, the day of the week. It is so nice when, when the customer shows up and goes, so here's exactly what we did last year. Here's what we came across. Uh, we had this one issue and it happened here. What can we do to make sure that this happens? Like Those calls are five minutes long and it's so nice because... You know, every, everyone gets some time back in their day. We've planned ahead. And, and those checklists, I, I cannot tell you how nice those things are to have. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, when we're putting together, obviously, a new, you know, new launch at, for a customer, we have those same kind of checklists to make sure we don't miss anything. And, you know, as part of uh, uh, an administrator's day to day, they should have that as well. Um um, those kind of checklists, things that they want to make sure they test. Um, and, um, and obviously the biggest, uh, event of the year for any administrator is the upgrade. It mm-hmm. can be the most challenging and have the most ramifications if something doesn't go wrong or go right. And so, um, um, you know, it, it's very important for them to, to plan for that activity. Um, and, uh, you know, typically we can give them advice on how to do that. So those checklists, the only way you really build that up, though, is you're building up your knowledge. So then, you know, I would never expect a first year administrator to walk in and say, so here's everything that we need in our upgrade. Here's what we came across last year. You're new to the job. You're, you're right. still learning. You're still trying to build up that knowledge. So kind of going into some of the challenges of administrators, because this is this is another thing that, you know, people go, well, what are some of the things that we might come across as administrators or want some of the things that we need to be aware of? And I think building up that knowledge and then retaining that knowledge, I think that might be that might be one of the chief things that we see with administrators. You know, what is the most important thing? It's having that knowledge, being able to, to keep it. Well, I mean, it takes um, depending on the organization and and what they're doing. Um, you know, it can take a bit of time to learn really how to um, uh, how to administer the system or how to make process changes or build things like new workflows and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at all the different components of PDM and, and a PDM system. Um, so it's going to take some some bit of knowledge to understand how all those pieces go together. It's not something that you're just going to learn overnight. Um, 
And so um, as you build up that knowledge, um, uh, obviously, uh, if you as a company or if something happens and that person either moves up the uh, moves up the ranks and gets promoted. And so you need another administrator or maybe that person changes jobs, um, leaves your company uh, that leaves you with a big uh, a big hole there of knowledge to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases, it's hard to even obtain that knowledge because maybe you don't make a lot of changes over the course of a year. So when you do make a change, um, you have to remember, what did I do last year when I added that workflow? So if it's more of a part-time job, it's really figuring out how to capture, take notes and and remember how to make the same changes or make changes that you've, you you don't make but a couple times a year. Same, same with like a... Um, um, like with the upgrades as well. If you only upgrade once a year, you, you know, it's easy to, to, to get nervous about what you're going to be doing before you, you know, push the button. Yeah. Th- those bid changes. I mean, I mean, everybody's nervous to make the bid change for the first time. If people are afraid. Um, my, my little brother just got his college acceptance. He's going to be going off to college in the fall and it's a big decision for him. So he was nervous about that decision on a company level scale. You know, people are nervous about, uh, what happens if I change this on my data card? What happens if I add this state to my workflow? We're all nervous about making big changes. But I, I think the biggest thing, whenever you think about making any change, PDM, or I'm not going to get into life, that's a bit much. But when you're talking about PDM, it's important to, I guess, think about the scale of everything and to really think about everything that you're doing instead of just saying, I'm just going to throw in this state in a workflow. But plan it out. As, as we said, make a plan. It's a really good idea. To, it, it's important that you have a plan. Um, so, you know, when we're talking about making these big changes, we never want to scare anybody, I guess, but right. yeah. we just want to understand. I, guess, I suppose from a, you know, it's to understand the scale of things and that's why our tech support can help as well. If you're going to be doing something as an administrator and you want to call in and get some advice, you can get that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's different things, you know, it's different to change a permission that you can quickly change back um, versus, um, uh, like you're saying, adding a new state to a workflow or starting that upgrade process when you've not tested it. And so the thing that you can do is make sure you have that plan and retest um, and, uh, you know, and engage our team to help out if something is um, uh, if you see something that makes you nervous as an administrator. So there's lots of resources out there in the areas of PDM and um, out there on the web, as well as, you know, mm-hmm. at our at our company as well. Yeah. So why don't we kind of get into that part of this next, which is, you know, what can we do to help these administrators? We want, I, I love it when customer, uh, whenever I'm talking with a customer and they say, so we want to have our own administrators. We want them to be trained. We want them to be experts in this. I love that because that means that we're there to help. We're not there to carry them along the way. Instead, they're self-sustaining. And when they add users, they know how to do that. When they want to make changes, they can. So what can we do to help them? Or I guess some of the ways that we've seen people address these problems, uh, what are some of the different things that you've seen as far as addressing uh, these these nervous moments, I guess? Well, I mean, um, we want to make sure that our administrator, you know, the administrators that our customers, you know, know how to reach out to us. Um, certainly, we've helped um, a number of them through through training, like you mentioned, um, through services where we work with them directly, and and in some cases, our our customers will have uh, will contract us to actually help them through the um, 
the more stressful um, engagements like upgrades and things like that, where they're really doing most of the work and they have us there for shadowing efforts to just give them advice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always want to help. We always want uh, to be there if something goes wrong. Right. So if something goes right every time, um, uh, we would generally uh, we provide less of a value, but in reality that uh, things don't go right every time. And so that's why um, we have uh, consultants who specialize in these kind of activities and, in some cases that they're 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 just there to shadow um and in some cases um it's our customers who are shadowing us so they ask us to do it and then they help document so that they can utilize those uh, steps next time or describe what they did and we'll even help them even in the testing and the building of their plan and the checklists um where they want to have that administrator you know on site I always encourage that whenever we're doing an upgrade, whenever it heck, even when we're doing implementations, customers will be talking about I'll say, well, you know, we encourage you to shadow to kind of watch us because, you know, we're here to help teach you. We're here to help to help our customers learn. That's that's really our goal here. You know, idea in an ideal world, we're not going to hold everyone's hand through every scenario. Yeah, the stressful ones will be there. We'll help you as needed. Um, but, you know, having us there to help you develop those internal wiki documents or the how to guides that you use uh, whenever you're creating users, creating groups kind of thing. You know, I always love it when a customer says, well, can I can I watch while you set this up or can I watch while you implement this new feature? Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that personally. Right. And that's um, I mean, that shows that they're going to be vested in it for sure. Um uh, what we run into, though, as well is, you know, there's quite a few customers we work with that, um, you know, they just have a different business model. And so, you know, they want to work with partners um, where they're, you know, that have a core competency. And so mm-hmm. their their um, day to day is building their product and design and engineering their product and manufacturing and shipping their products. Maybe it's not part of what they want to really build a skill set around. Yeah. Um, they don't want to pull maybe an engineer front who's a top engineer at their company and have them worrying about the upgrades and, and everything else. And so that's another reason why they bring us in is to um, to get them over the hump in some of these areas because they know this is what we do every day. So it's a big it's a big uh, reduction in risk if we're involved versus them trying it to, and and hopefully being successful. They can just bring us in and and then um, you know they can sleep better. Yeah, I mean, we definitely have those services where, you know, we are the administrator and there are we have customers that will do that. And a lot of people will, you know, a lot of people contract us out and just say, hey, uh, we want your help with the upgrade. We want your help with this, that and the other. Um, but, you know, we do have it where we're the administrator and, and we added new users. We need you to add them for us and, and we'll do that for them. And, yeah, I, I think the peace of mind, that might be the biggest thing there is. It's it's reliable, it's consistent, and you know what's going to happen. You know it's going to work every time. Right, right, and um, I mean that's how um, a few years ago we started our insight program, and it's really you know to take on to provide that extra level of support for customers where you know like like we were talking about some customers will just want us to do let's say an upgrade and have a support team available for questions. Um, uh, but generally, they're responsible for the day-to-day admin. Um, but what we found is um, uh, in some cases where, and I, the program really started in a couple instances where a customer lost their administrator 
and um, it was an important position for them. And while they were looking for someone new, um, they started just using us as an administrator. And so um, that worked out well uh, for that company. And so we built a program around that kind of service. And and so we named the, the uh, program Insight. And um, and over time, we built a couple different levels of insight so that we can provide that kind of administrative support. Um, so where it's a little bit different than what we were talking about previous with um, an administrator being um, being our main contact, we would essentially take the place of the administrator and we would ask the users to call our support team directly and we would take care of the upgrades and everything and and assign somebody on our tech support team to basically be that day-to-day administrator for the company. Yeah, and that's it's just another way that we see people going about it. Um, that I think ultimately, there is no right or wrong answer for how you are your administrators, whether you bring us on through the Insight program or whether you say, we want to do everything ourselves and we just need you to help us here and there. I don't think there's any wrong way of doing it. You know, we see so many customers go so many different ways. Um, really, I guess, kind of going back to the whole point of this conversation is there are a lot of different profiles of admins. There are a lot of different people right. that you see doing it. Uh, it's just a matter of which one best suits what you're trying to do right now or, or I guess, right. long-term in the future, too. Yeah, I mean, our challenge is is always to try to come up with solutions that um, match up with what our customers need. And so and our customers are not the same. Um, every company is different and has, um, you know, different directives and different uh, um, goals and different ways they want to handle these kinds of um, activities in their company. So some really want to focus on it and absolutely will hire people to, um, to administer and to grow and maybe even train local administrators at each facility. Um, and, um, and some really don't want to touch it at all. And in mm-hmm. some cases, it doesn't really matter the size of the company. Um, some of our largest uh, customers are inside customers um, because, um, um, you know, they have their IT and that team dedicated towards infrastructure and they want us to take care of the applications. Um, and then we have very small customers who do it as well. And where they maybe just have a couple users and they just want that peace of mind of having somebody they can call. And instead of them getting on the server and modifying the workflow, they can have somebody from our team do it because we know how to do it. and We know what not to do. Um, so, uh, you know, so our goal is really just to have a solution that matches up with our customer, regardless of really what their, um, you know, their main objective is, you know, in this area. I love it. I, I think that's. I think it's a great way to wrap up this conversation about being the administrator. Anything else that you wanted to add? Anything else you'd want to recommend to our customers? To I guess anybody that's listening to the podcast, whether customers or not. Well, I mean, from an, from that administrative side, um, you know, kind of an extension on insight, and what we're seeing more and more as well is not only that whole idea of taking on that administrative role, but we're also seeing um, a lot of companies trying to go to more zero uh, footprint locally at their facility. And so um, we've been getting more and more involved in the cloud hosting side of it as well. So it's really that kind of one-stop shop for um, cloud hosted um, IT as well as your PDM admin. So that's something that we're seeing a lot of as well. Um, 
And uh, again, it's it's just part of our strategy to make sure we're keeping up with requests from our customers and building solutions that that ultimately um, match up well with what they're looking for. Well, don't spoil my future podcast. There, there is a podcast in the works to anyone that's curious. Uh, we're going to talk about cloud hosting. Uh, maybe I'll have Justin back on for it. I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about cloud hosting. We'll talk about actually getting your PDM offsite into the cloud and and how you can pair that with the Insight program if you wanted to, or how you can just say, uh, you know, we're moving more towards a cloud environment. We want a shared space, and and that's the way we want to go. So definitely a future conversation because if we get down that rabbit hole, we'll be here for, for probably about another half hour if we wanted right. to keep going on, on that. All right. Well, Justin, thanks so much for joining me on Impod this week. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I really hope our listeners did as well. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah, anytime. So uh, be sure to tune in next week. We've got a really interesting episode in the works. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted on what it is. But until then, I'll talk to you guys next week.